Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Bowler coming up here momentarily. We'll ask him about the latest, uh, what's going on with the NBA and the players um, doing whatever it is the players are doing, trying to discuss whether or not they're comfortable with coming back. We've had some uh, several conflicting reports on that today. But let's uh, get out to the Sprint special guest line, Sprint. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler Jack with us. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. What's happening, Bowler? Jake, how are you? Gordon, how are you? Doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you still bunkered, uh, hunkered and bunked down at, at home? I am. Yes, I am. Uh, I do get outside uh, on occasion and ride and bike and whatnot, but uh, trying to be careful about uh, the work exposure. Gotcha. I understand. Are you trying to work on the suntan? <laughs> no, I haven't done that. <laughs> but you probably got some sun out on the North 40. Uh, on the North or, 40. I tr- yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm heading back up there tomorrow. So All right. just got to... Got to change the scenery up a little bit, Jake. You know, guys, yeah. got to just do it. And now I just understand there's a fire north of Midway, so that's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's not mm. good. Not May, at all. May twelfth and our first uh, our first fire of the sea of the fire season. So, well, what else? We uh, we just uh, had a story on my not sports report about a guy who was going to climb Mount Everest, and because they closed the mountain down, he uh, he decided to climb his steps in his apartment building to oh, wow. for the equivalent of what it would be to climb Mount Everest uh, six thousand five hundred and so times up and down the steps. So I was wondering, have you done anything that would approach that kind of achievement? <laughs> you know, in high school, I do remember our coach was a crazed man about running stairs, but. Not six thousand plus times. No, <laughs> no way. I hated climbing and running stairs. Oh, that was brutal. Let's do it again. I can hear it. It echoes in my head right now. And let's do it again. It doesn't feel good. No, it does not. <laughs> the, old, but, uh, the old thighs were burning, huh? Oh, they they burn good. Yeah, those are memories that are seared in my my memory. Let me ask though. I mean, so I mean, you climb Mount Everest, but is he replicating no oxygen or is he wearing a tank? I mean, what, what how's that working? <laughs> See, that was the question I had. There weren't any he had the air conditioning on maybe, but there weren't, <laughs> there weren't yeah. blizzards blowing through. I didn't think so. No no weather change or, you know, you run across the abdominal abdominal snowman or Bigfoot, whatever that is. So, uh, no, that's that's. I mean, I, I I applaud him for trying to replicate the the climb, but it still would never replicate replicate what actually you go through up there. My gosh, can imagine <laughs> oxygen. Now he's just you know, Bullard. Uh, he did it for a good cause, so that was he good. earned money for healthcare workers, great and whatnot. But but I'm just wondering. Do you have the motivation? Would you have any cause to want to go climb a mountain? I mean, a big mountain like that. A big mountain. If I was maybe 45 years younger and had knees, <laughs> I would maybe ponder it, but then probably say no. Uh, but, oh, my gosh. You have to be elite. And those who aren't, 
Right, Jake? I mean, you hear the stories all the time, but you barely get past base camp. I mean, you get, uh, you know, altitude sickness, and, you, and, and many don't make it. And they leave you on the trail, they found out, right? When they were cleaning up the trail, they found, you know, discarded bodies and, and you know, all sorts of things that had to be had to be brought down off the mountaintop. I mean, it's, oh, man, amazing. I, because, I, because it's there. Because it's there. Mm-hmm. Greg Bowler, Jack, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, uh, today's kind of been a, a weird news day because there's been conflicting reports about what communication is taking place amongst players. Uh, Woj Narowski uh, talked about how it was a text from union reps where they were just going to get a yes or no answer from players if they wanted to return. Uh, then there's been other reports about how it's a council of players. And anyway, who knows uh, what exactly it is, but it sounds like players are communicating. Do you think players would be eager to return or most players would be eager to return and play out the part of the season or the playoffs? Boy, Jake, I tell you, that's really the big question. I think to answer it simply, they want to play. But then to take it to the next level is, how will you do it, and what guarantees can you guarantee me and my family if you know I'm going to be sequestered for two months? Are they going to come along, or am I? I, I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, Jake, that I think this still has to be worked out. One baby step, and it's a small step. The Jazz actually had a few players in yesterday, unnamed, unnumbered, to work out for the first time and so that's that's the first step right to open the door but i think there's a lot of players that have made comments that you know the family is a concerning part of this equation uh how do they play into this and are they going to be away for a month and a half or two if you get to the finals and how how is it supposed to all play on what about testing on a daily basis and you know how can the league guarantee you know that the bubble isn't broken that somebody either enters or or leaves that alleged uh, clean zone uh and and it's it's not broken i don't know it sounds a, a monumental task and if adam silver can find a way to pull it off and the other part of it too is to convince the union the players union but I think it goes for a vote. I mean, I would think it would. Would you not, guys? I mean, I yeah. think I would want my voice heard if I was an NBA player, NFL player, uh, that that would be part of my right to, to take a vote. But then again, if you vote no, are there repercussions? I mean, there's a lot of things to work out here. Jake brought up a good point, uh, Bowler, earlier about the salary cap issues and uh, how much how much money that could end up costing the players over the long run. Yeah, I mean, you know, they share revenue, and um, you know, and that basically, Jake, you're right. I mean, let's do simple math. The la- the lack of revenue decreases the salary cap. What if you're in a contract year, right. and all of a sudden? the cap becomes your worst enemy uh, besides the coronavirus uh, because, you know, there's just – there's no play, there's no tickets, there's no concessions. Um, you know, the only thing that I think the league is trying to bank on right now is actually trying to recover, you know, television – network television revenue. Uh, personally, this is just me. I've been told n- yes – not yes or no, but I just don't see how they can accommodate <clears throat> 30 teams – 
and local broadcasts at this particular time. Uh, in the in the two scenarios that they're talking about, Vegas and Orlando, uh, which is upsetting because I want to work, but I also understand you know the networks carry the uh, the bale of money that they hand out, and it's an, it's a it's an impressive amount, you know. Uh, so that's where I think again Adam Silver, as a businessman, is trying to again uh, allow ownership and players to earn some of these losses back which would then most likely help elevate the cap in the long run. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a monumental task. And even though baseball is trying to edge closer to it, um, it's going to be difficult without, you know, arenas filled. And I hope one day soon we get back to that because fans deserve it, but it has to be safe. And I know some people feel the opposite, run and go. And I was thinking today, guys, I don't know if you agree with me, you know, when you're a kid and you're at the swimming pool on a hot summer day and you take your first jump off the high dive and it just takes about 10 minutes for you to convince yourself to do it and then you finally jump and you're still scared, but you hit the water and you don't know, you know, really how it's going to feel. And I kind of, I know it's a bad analogy, but I was thinking about it today is just who's going to actually be the first guy up on the high board? You know, who, who's going to just say, let's, who's going to jump? And man, that's rough. Because it's scary up there. And I, I think, to me, whoever makes that decision takes chances, and that may percolate throughout the rest of professional amateur athletics on whoever makes the jump and how it turns out. I mean, that's the best analogy I can make, I guess, on just a – I don't know why I was thinking about it today, because I thought about going to the pool, and I can't. <laughs> so, uh, But that high dive, I never forget the first time I went. It was as fearful as could be. Finally, you go and you feel like, hey, that's great, but you still don't know what it's going to feel like when you land. And did you do it like a cannonball, or what were you? You know, I think I did what what, what do you call it? The pencil. You just kind of go. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to jump, you know, and then just hopefully don't break my feet. I, we where I grew up, we had one of those high dives that should never have been there. I mean, I don't know why it was like Acapulco, New Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> you know, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you have to wait for the tide to yeah, come in? Yeah, I was in? waiting for the tide to come in. Like, hey, is the wind blowing? You know, Jake is like, good golly. You know, I'm looking around. The, everyone stares at you, too, on the high dive, and it's, like, really intimidating. And then, of course, uh, you see the lifeguard over there waiting to jump in to save you, and that really makes it a fun, <clears throat> fun, relaxing experience. Bowler, you remember when we uh, forced Kevin Graham to jump off the yes. high dive? And that, uh, <laughs> what, what, was that? what was he wearing? He's some sort of teddy or something? He was wearing a, uh, believe a, a latex teddy um, <laughs> <laughs> that he picked up at a local uh, novelty store. Yeah. Oh, the good old were, days, huh? Were, weren't your kids there or something? Didn't they witness Yeah, they it? drove by. I think DJ just got his license, and so everyone hopped in his car, and they went by <laughs> to see it, and he did it, man. And we had him on mic, remember? Jake, this is ridiculous, and I tell you, I feel really bad. In fact, I should probably go counsel with uh, with him about doing that to him. But we we put him through a week of hell. We really did. Oh my gosh! And he did it. He was he was a champ. He was a champ. Good radio, though. Good radio. It was good radio, and I, I remember well because I was I was producing DJ and PK at the time, uh, and I don't think we could get away with that now. No, 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 no. no, no different time, that. different place. Yeah, yeah, different time, different place. Yeah. But, you know, get back to your original question. I, I mean, I just hope, you know, that, again, uh, if someone makes a bold move 
that they have as much information they possibly can because I hate to see this come back and we have to start all over again. But, uh, you know, more people I talk to, I think there's, there's angst and they just have a feeling of, well, when? And, I, I, you know, no one has the true answer to it. They really don't um, until maybe the vaccine is available, and that could be months, even into a year. And to me, that's that's a scary thought if we keep fans uh, out of arenas and how that impacts ownership groups around uh, the NBA and obviously the uh, NFL and Major League Baseball, hockey, et cetera, and college football. I mean, my goodness, you know, camp's not far away, and most guys are, you know, school would be out in a week or two, and they'd start working out on their own and then hit camp in late July, and then you're playing football by the end of August. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Bowler Jake and I were just discussing off air that um, L.A. County has just essentially said that they're keeping everything shut down through July. Mm-hmm. I just read that myself. Uh-huh. And wasn't L.A. County the one, two guys who said they didn't expect to have anyone in an arena or a stadium until 2021? Uh, the governor said that. Uh, the governor. Some, yeah, yeah, California. That's, that's bold. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously trying to work uh, with what's happening there. I think the big argument is for a lot of people, and I don't want politics, I, but it's still the topic because it impacts the sports that we love. But it is a political decision in a lot of ways, which I don't like to dive into. But some states are different than others. You know, some are more rural. Others are more obviously heavily heavily populated where uh, that means you're obviously going to be um, more likely in a closed environment to be more um, to be affected, uh, infected. And so, I mean, everyone's trying to use these different, you know, models of how it's going to work. But, you know, again, this is a, a territory that you just never, you, you rarely ever pass through. 1918 is a long time ago. And, you know, I know they've had other SARS and all these things, but this one is one that really is, is troublesome. You know, it's troublesome. And, uh, you know what, I, I don't know. If, if, if you could get the Lakers and the Kings and obviously they're, you know, in Sacramento, but, you know, and, and the Clippers, do they play somewhere else if the league goes? You know, do they come to – do they play at the Huntsman Center? I mean, I don't know. I mean, those are all outside-the-box thoughts, but if the league is going to play, they may have to – this may have to be really done with some ingenuity and and uh, kind of, you know, go outside the box, not a little but a lot. Bowler, what did you think about the latest two installments into the uh, Michael Jordan docu-series? They got into his uh, his relationship with his dad a little bit more in that tragic tragic situation, but also his relationship uh, with his teammates and uh, was not always such a positive thing. And uh, you yeah. know, the Steve Kerr punch and all that. But what are you taking away from the latest two episodes? Well, I was in, I was very intrigued with this one because again they mentioned it, which I'm glad they did. The, con- the alleged conspiracy theories that we've all heard with Michael's gambling problems and the passing of his father—I mean, murdered, shot in the chest—and then the oddity of just not being reported missing and the car was miles away or the body was miles away from from where they found the bo- uh, the uh, the car stripped. The whole thing is is just a bizarre moment in obviously Jordan's life and in sports history. I don't know. 
what the answer is, but it's intriguing to me. Um, I just what saw the other day or yesterday that they're auctioning off uh, from the Trump Casino. Yeah, was it Indiana? A signed uh, check for fifteen thousand dollars to the casino by Michael Jordan. Uh, his signatures there. So we know that he liked to gamble, and he know and we know he liked to. You know, as he said it, I think himself, I'm paraphrasing that I'm going to own you in the sense of even tossing quarters to the wall or coming up. Uh, Will Purdue said, why do you want to play dollar blackjack with this? Because I want your money. Really, really intriguing psychological profile of this guy. Um, was he competitive? I thought Stockton was competitive. You know, I called him just the quiet assassin because he, he would just he would love to just beat you. And we heard stories about that. And uh, but this is a different level, and I don't know what drives it. Was it the uh, he wanted his father's you know appreciation and love, which obviously came, but it was uh, really it's been an impactful you know eight hours, and the final two really are going to intrigue me how deep they dive into the jazz. I know Stockton agreed to finally uh, discuss and talk about the the two title runs, so that's going to really be something on Sunday. I would have to assume that the Jazz will play as major a role as anybody does uh, because it is all about Michael. So uh, the Jazz will be, uh, I imagine, prominent uh, in in these uh, next two, which might be the most interesting of all, even though we know how it all turns out. Right. Do you think think he would have responded well to to Jordan's uh, challenging, kind of uh, in-your-face, kind of ridiculing? His, yeah, uh, yeah, his teammates. No, would you, no, how would you have responded no. to that, Bull? No, no. I, I, I know that his greatness can intimidate, and but at the same time, you know, uh, I, I think personally enough's enough that he eggs you on enough to want to fight or to at least attack and to show that you're competitive. Now, others may be shyer. Others may just say, look, I'm not going to drop myself to that level or dummy down to it. But uh, I think most just say that's enough. You know, I know you're, you know, and I think some of the, his t- opponents, and there was a list of players he doesn't like, mainly because they challenged him back. Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas, look, not shaking his hand was you know, pretty low rent, but that's in the heat of the moment, I can probably understand it. And you know, most of those guys on the Pistons probably may regret it, but in some, I bet Lambeer probably doesn't. But because what I've what I've noticed in the in the eight hours thus far is there is a, don't you guys agree? There there is a constant here, intimidation, and letting people know that he is the one, the best. And if you challenge him, then he will prove to you next time that you did him wrong. You know, I was at the I was at the uh, Hall of Fame speech, and I got to be honest, I was shocked uh, as I sat there listening. Uh, Stock and Malone go in, and Jordan steps up, and it, he berated most many people that really helped him become a great, great player. And I just thought it was by far not the place or the time uh, to to make those comments. But at the same time, I guess it was the competitive nature that he had to prove that. What happened to him, he decided to walk over people to be the absolute best. Now, his talent level is off the, off the chart. There's no doubt. But there's something there about why he was never satisfied and what it took him to be angry 
uh, to achieve the greatness that he had that he did. He has the physical uh, attributes, all the ability that God could give, but also mentally, there's an interesting side there. You know, he played angry more than I thought. And you know what, Gordon Jakey, and I, I'm not. I'm just saying the only guy I can think of in the league today that maybe plays that angry is Westbrook. Um, it sets him off, and it makes him, I guess, in his mind, play better. But Jordan had to have fuel. I think you see this in this in this documentary uh, docu series that he had to have someone to upset him to continue to drive him because he was so dominant. Bowler, as always, thank you very much for dropping by the show, uh, and hopefully, you know, things with that fire up there in Midway, hopefully everything will be all right. Thanks, guys. You know what, I'm, Jake, I'm sorry, man. That, that was a heavy conversation today. Oh, I, li- I like it. It was great. It was terrific. It was, it was heavy. Terrific. It was a little heavy, but it's heavy times, man. It is. It is. You guys be safe and talk to you next week. Back at you, right, Bowler. Bowler. There's uh, Craig Bowlerjack with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yeah, I don't think Bowler would uh, would respond well to because uh, uh, I mean, and a lot of people are that way. They're competitive people themselves, and they 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 don't want to be challenged that way. They they don't want to be intimidated or uh, they don't want fear to come into the equation. They just want to go out and give it all on the court, on the diamond, on the field. You know, but uh, that was the way Jordan was. That's controversial, Gordon. Uh, nobody likes getting punched in the face, huh? Yeah, nobody enjoys I, that. You know, some people seem to be able to tolerate uh, tolerate it, maybe a little better than others. Uh, I don't think he went around punching everybody, but he certainly did get get after everybody, and you know that's one way of doing it, not the only way. You know what I like from my work environment? Getting punched in the face from time to time really motivates you. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. It, it really, uh, you know, snaps you too, gets the best out of you. It's my favorite uh, energy drink flavor, punched in the face. <laughs> All right. We've Wake got, you up. We've got uh, clips of various drops or whatever uh, you called it coming up next. Uh, drop of the day. Stay tuned. Uh, joining us now, though, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, helping our listeners with their relationships. And, Andrew, you, you treat, you've seen just about everybody from old to young. Yeah, we have. What's interesting is that erectile dysfunction is sometimes thought of, oh, it's, you know, you're in your 80s. That's the only time it happens. But we'll see an 80 or a 90-year-old guy, and 10 minutes later, we'll see a 25-year-old guy. So it can happen to anybody. And the bottom line is the technology that we use, this wave therapy, FDA cleared in 2011 to regrow blood vessels. So somewhere along the line, someone said, this would work great for erectile dysfunction. That's what we do we restore the normal and the natural blood flow without any of the medication. Wow. Is he, that's got to be the, the big one for guys, I would think, is the no medication means no side effects, and you get your spontaneity back. Yeah, exactly. There's so much pre-planning that goes into these pills um, that, that some guys don't realize, and they're trying to take more and more of it to get the same effect, and they're trying to time everything right. And, you know, just think about when you didn't have to do that, when it worked naturally as far as I know, our technology is the only thing that addresses the root cause of the problem. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get in there, see that doctor, find out if it's a good fit, and a little something extra, right? Yes. Come in. Uh, give us a call. We'll set up the assessment with the doctor. Free analysis, free exam. And, you know, you can decide from there. It's totally free. There's no obligation. There's no sales pitch. 
We're going to give you a little something extra that produces instant results in the bedroom. All of that is free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Give him a call today. We'll have a drop of the day coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? like this song. Who is this one going out to, Austin? Uh, Reed. Shout out to Reed. Wanted to hear a little Katy Perry. You into Katy, Gordon? She seems like your type of act. Oh, does she, though? <laughs> I like Katy uh, Perry. I like this song. So does PK. Uh, does he? Just a little bit aggressive there. but yeah. It got dumped. Yeah, we, we got rid of it. Don't worry. Okay. Pretty strange. Oh. Usually uh, the, the songs in our system are, are pretty safe. What is it about Katy Perry that you seem to like? Oh, I like her music. This is a good song. I like her uh, California Girl song. That's a pretty good song. Firework was, was a big hit. Th- that wasn't my favorite. Or I kissed a girl. I didn't really like that either. What but I like this song. She, didn't she at the Super Bowl? Didn't she ride in on some kind of weird? What was that? It all was about? a lion. Yeah, like a the lion? Samsung lion. Oh, because of that uh, that song. Her uh, roar, right? And then wasn't wasn't her performance the left shark performance? Indeed, yeah, I think so. Or the mm-hmm. that that stole the show. <laughs> she got a lot of uh, poppy hits. Like she's not great yeah. music, but it's good pop no, it's music. Good. Yeah. 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 Is she uh, is she attached to anybody love interest wise? Yeah, uh, Legolas. They just had a Orlando baby. Bloom. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I thought I remember she was with Russell Brand. Yeah, they they were married and divorced. I think she's just. Uh, a live-in with uh, with Legolas, but I believe ah, they just living had in a, sin, as I, it were. Huh? I believe they did just what, have what, a child. Exp- explain Russell Brand to me. What uh, what is that? He's a person. He's a comedian. No, I know. He's funny. I know what he's is a that person? What, what, what's his deal? I mean, this he they have a lot of stuff going on. What do you mean stuff going on? I don't know. He's just kind of. He's not. He's a lot of different things. He's not just. Uh, an actor. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know. He's, he's an like actor. He's a, a comedian, comedian, an actor. He does he does sing uh, well, really he did well. In those, by the way, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is an incredible movie, and he's hilarious in it. And Get Him to the Greek, underrated. Which was a not a spinoff, but a continuation. He was the same character. Yeah, yeah. and he was at the same band. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, Sorrow. Yeah, it yeah. was the same band. But that scene, they cut like twelve songs. That, for that scene show. where Jonah Hill was trying to drink all his liquor because they were on the way to Good Morning America yes. was maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Because uh, they a were good trying, family flick. They were trying to keep him sober. Like trying to keep him sober, so Jonah Hill drank his his stash. Speaking of drinking too much liquor. Okay, yeah, yeah, Gordon. Okay, so this <laughs> this controversy is a couple years old, but I thought we'd uh, you and I could weigh in on it for the the drop of the day, and it's local. Okay, so this is back to 2017, Gordon. Uh, the site is the Summit County Fair in Colville, Utah. Uh, de, and the, this is the national anthem before the Demolition Derby. Which, are you a fan of the Demolition Derby? You, you like that sort of thing? <laughs> I used to watch it on ABC's Wide World of Sports back uh, like 50, 60 years ago. But. Now, the, this gal that sang the national anthem, I won't, we don't even need to use her name, 
Uh, but she said that she was not intoxicated <laughs> during this next clip we're, we're going like the, to play. Uh, the Michigan school president up there? Uh, yeah, basically, mm. where she also blamed it on the sound system, by the way, mm. and uh, the, that basically she had an off day. Now, we're going to play the evidence, and I, I'm <laughs> curious as to uh, the conclusion you come to. All right, Austin. Uh, oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly dreaming, and the rockets red That old clip, Gordon, that was half the song, and that was two minutes long. Uh, <laughs> they started recording at Ramparts. I can I can smell her breath through the recording. <laughs> There's no way that that woman was sober. Yeah, it sounded uh, a bit warbly to me. Gave proof through the night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so what was her explanation? Uh, she basically said that, yeah, it was a bad sound system, and she had a bad day. Said she didn't get there in time for the pre-check, the sound yeah, check. I understand the sound, but I mean, with the way her voice was going up and down, that had nothing to do with the sound system. <laughs> or that every note took three minutes. Just strung I, I, it out. I, I hope she didn't drive there by herself. <laughs> I wonder how she did in the demolition derby later. Wow. At that point, at that point, can't you just say, you know what, I, I, I got into the. The boxed wine a little early, and there was probably a, a bad idea. Yeah, you I don't understand her. You can't completely deny just it. own this thing. Yeah, right. Be like, yeah, it was my mistake. She said she had a bad day. Now, what? I'm trying to think of what might have happened during her day that would make her sing a song like that. I mean, because we've all had rough days, but if you can sing, you don't sing like that. Hmm. So anyway, I I'm going with uh, I'm going with intoxicated. Okay. All right, we'll have more uh, coming up next. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The zone. Oh. Shout 
Shout out to Dave. We wanted to hear a little Nelly on a Total Request Tuesday. Hot and cold songs. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We did become aware that we had a an interesting uh, technical difficulty in the last segment where, you know, people couldn't hear the clip we played. So that's nice. They couldn't? Uh, so maybe we'll... Uh, we'll it was get Lloyd's to, fault. Maybe we'll get to that clip another day. But oh, you, you, well, that sort of defeats the purpose of... Uh, <laughs> Various uh, s- sounds of... Uh, various you know. clips, yeah. yeah. It does defeat the purpose. doesn't make it a very... It soundless various clips. doesn't make a very uh, productive... You, we sat there and listened to that and nobody could hear a nobody thing? Nobody could hear a thing. Uh, just to, not, not to make excuses for us, but uh, we did, you know, way back what feels like a year ago when we had the earthquake, we did have some damage around the studio and we're... <laughs> We're we're fixing a variety of different things and actually getting some really cool new equipment. But uh, apologies for the technical difficulties. How about that? <laughs> so you and I were sitting there talking about what we were hearing and nobody could hear. And thing. people had no idea. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> well, I'll happened. tell you this, though, that they win for not having heard that, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, they they just think of the, the the most wandering, weirdest. Give Austin, you're a noted uh uh, national anthem. No, singer. don't, don't recreate give, give, give him a quick go. Uh, I have though. respect and honor for my country. I'm not going to do that. Again, people uh, don't have through, a through night. It was something like that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Flag was ramparts. <laughs> there. <laughs> That's about what it was like. It, that is uh, pretty much. So anyway, apologies. So apologies for the mission, <laughs> for the technical difficulties. Uh, we we thought it was quite funny, uh, but uh, yeah. everybody else who couldn't hear it probably did not. A quick update on our uh, Korean baseball league. Uh, if if you're new to the show, since Korean baseball is basically the only sport going on right now, uh, we've all picked a team. Uh, I'm uh, I'm all in on the Ki Woom uh, Heroes. Austin likes the Samsung Lions, and Gordon has taken the Doosan Bears. Is that right? Yes. Uh, all right. Well, quick update. Um, our two teams, Austin and my team, are playing, and uh, it's going to be a three-game series, and Ki Woom takes game number one, three to two. We've got a Slurpee on the line here. There is a Slurpee on the line for the winner Unless of this particular Sean series. Reyes is listening, then nothing's on the line here. <laughs> Nothing at all. Yeah. Don't arrest us, please. Uh, and, Gordon, your uh, Deuce on Bears uh, beat Latte today. Oh, good. 11 to 6. <laughs> we don't so even are they, know if it's Latte. Th- are, they, are they three and two or four and two now? Four uh, and two, fourth in the league. Four All and right. two, yep. And they are a game and a half back of first place, Kiwoom. Hmm. So put that in your office and frame it, Gordon. It's, it's like know, winning gonna, April. It doesn't matter. We're going to have to start uh, start the uh, same thing with the Bundesliga when that starts up uh, this month. Um, uh, nobody cares about field hockey, Gordon. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Schalke uh, uh, when we do that. Are they the Duke of the Bundesliga, I'm assuming? No, they're really, yes. they haven't, they haven't who we're been, talking to. They haven't been that good, but I have been to that stadium. Have you climbed Everest, too? <laughs> In my many I, travels across Europe, Jim. Well, I've, done, I've done the equivalent of... Uh, yeah, Zupa Zika Zupa. We've all in the same soup. Der Schlieben Schnieben Schnooper. Because at least the Korean Baseball League is, you know, baseball. American. No, now you sound. Are, really? Are you going to make fun of the world's favorite sport? Uh huh. No, I'm not. But I will tell you this: I am. I do like baseball better than soccer. 
There's no ties in baseball unless Bud Selig's involved. I think there are ties in Korean baseball, though. Oh, are there? I in think Korean so. baseball? Yeah. It, well, that's, what do they that's do? There's no extra innings? I don't know, but there is a category. Yeah, there was an extra innings game today. There is a category for draws in the win-loss column. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe they only go a certain number. They I, must. I don't know. There must be a limit on it somewhere. There are, are there draws. any other differences between Korean baseball and uh, and American? You know baseball? what? Austin pointed out a, a real interesting one to me that I that I kind of like, and the whole bat flipping thing is actually celebrated, <laughs> not frowned upon. Like well, you could, you, you should be like a baton uh, twirler. Google. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Google uh, Korean baseball bat flips. It's it's actually there's. There's they throw huge... it to the moon, man. Yeah, it's amazing. It's mm. totally amazing. They, they hit a C&I single and cartwheel around the pet base path. See, the problem with doing that is that you might crack your bat. They'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll survive. All right. I just wouldn't want a bat with a cracked bat. I just, I told Austin. Uh, see, get another one. I get the. I other... know, but what if you don't know it? And then you make solid contact and your bat falls apart. I, uh. I get the okay. So the unwritten rule in baseball is about showing somebody upright. I mean, that's the the whole purpose that you you throw at uh, the player that flips his bat because he showed up the pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like this idea of the bat flip and that being celebrated as opposed to frowned upon. But I want to see the pitcher like yell at the guy after he strikes him out. You know, that should also be fine. <laughs> okay. You missed uh, that by a mile. You suck. Get a tennis racket next time, slugger. Yeah, you should be able to pitcher Come should on. be able to yell at the hitter too. Now, see, I think it's better for a pitcher just to ignore the batter, like it doesn't even hit, they doesn't even exist. You baseball purist. Wait, why? Because that's the, isn't that the greatest uh, slight? So then, should the batter ignore the pitcher when they do something? Because that's the whole thing we're talking about the back the bat flip. Right, I know. I so understand. it's okay for the hitter, but not the pitcher. I don't like your double standard, sir. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, come on. If the pitcher's yelling at the hitter, what's, what's, what good does that do? That's Madison awesome. Bumgarner does it on every at-bat. I, I know, but I'm just telling you that at least with a bat flip, people in the stands can see the bat going through the air. Like, uh, okay, they can get excited about that if they want. We can mic get... up the pitcher yeah, to the or, PA. Or what, what if the pitcher just does something, <laughs> you know, like a like a hip thrust or something? I don't know. Like, what would have... Some kind of demonstrative <laughs> gesture. Right, yeah, right. Maybe some break dancing. Lobs the middle finger at him. Just moonwalks with him back to the dugout. Or maybe he has little signs with words written on him, like he holds it up like you stink. <laughs> okay, just and he would have to have how many signs with him? I don't for know. different occasions. Depends on the pitcher, I guess. Hmm. All right. Is it cold in here or are you just fanning? But that is a difference in the, uh, Korean baseball. The the bat flip is is celebrated. It's pretty hilarious, actually. There's uh, compilation videos out there of it. I've, you know, I have a question because I used to pitch back in oh, the day a little bit. And Jake, I know you pitched. Uh, Sluggo over there wasn't a pitcher. He was more a, 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 a what a power hitter probably. But so how how who came up with the idea with the leg kick? Who who decided that was the best way to do it? Um, Cy Young? I mean, because you remember Juan Marshall? Sure. <laughs> he 
used to get that. I mean, he was. He was like a punter. He got the leg way up there in the air, and I'm just wondering who who decided that that was the best mechanic to get the ball, you know, with speed across the plate. The best leg kick in baseball history was El Duque. El Duque was good. Yeah. Or uh, Hideki Nomo. I liked his setup. Didn't uh, didn't Warren Spahn have a high leg kick? Wasn't that a thing? Maybe check out did. check out Juan Marichal. I think that you'll uh, you'll appreciate that leg kick. That was something extraordinary. All right, I'll jump right on that. Black and white? Uh, it might have been. Well, I don't know. That's a good no, question. Th- no video, just photos. Yes, yeah, just photos. <laughs> with, the, with the fire flash. <laughs> All right. With the fire trough thing. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. But right now, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt. He's been hanging out with us all day from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Still open, taking care of our listeners better than ever. Right, Andrew? Yeah, we are. We're still open. Um, we're taking everybody's temperature at the door. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of guys come in. They're feeling like they're safe and healthy, and everything is checking out. We're using masks and gloves and hospital-grade alcohol throughout the day. And uh, still treating guys struggling with erectile dysfunction, not just struggling with ED, but frustrated with what has existed since maybe the early 90s. Um there's a number of things that can lead a guy to have erectile dysfunction. It could be health issues or unrelated medication they're taking. But our treatment, the acoustic wave therapy, opens up and regrows blood vessels. It's a blood flow treatment. Um, and I should also mention that it is FDA approved for many other parts of the body, including the bottom of the foot and breaking up kidney stones. So it's been heavily studied and scientifically shown to regrow blood vessels, which is exactly what a guy with ED needs more of. Which is great, right? Because you're fixing the problem, you're not treating the symptom. Yeah, the, the, the pill um, can dilate blood vessels temporarily. The problem is it does it throughout the whole body. So it does it in your eyes, so you get bloodshot eyes. It does it in your head, so you get a headache. And you may or may not get the result in the bedroom that you want. Whereas our treatment addresses the root cause of the problem. It's targeted. So it's this part of the body. And in two to three weeks, think about that, guys. Before this month is over, you could be back to normal in the bedroom, eliminate the pills, and have the spontaneity back in your life. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And you'll get all our listeners in and uh, get them with the doc and figure out if it's the right fit for them, right? We will. We'll do an initial analysis, a screening with a medical doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. Um, Guys love this because you can hear your blood flow. And then as you go through the treatments, you can hear your blood flow increase because we continue to do that. That's all free. We're going to throw in a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom just for coming in. It's really cool. I haven't seen it fail. So if you're out there, you're struggling with ED and you want a long-lasting fix, Give us a call now and get that set up. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks as always, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. That's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, it's been an action-packed day. We talked to uh, we talked to Bowler. We talked to Keith Smith. We talked about a uh, NBA media catfight. It's been a good day. 
I need to hear the sound effect, Austin. That's uh, because uh, when uh, the, uh, apparently the guys were going after it pretty well. Pretty well. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the bottom. Ooh. That's that's Shams and Woj right there. Yeah, <laughs> and Chris well, Haynes and Chris the, and Chris B. Haynes getting into the, the mix. Look, the point is that these players had to be uh, had to they had to give feedback as to whether they how they feel about playing against. Them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's why today was kind of funny how, you know, Wojnarowski uh, talked about a text going out there to players and Shams. like, not so fast. It's not official. It's, it's, uh, we haven't authorized anything. Uh, but the truth is that these players, all they, they have to get some sort of sense to yeah. their willingness uh, and to what lengths that they'll go. They just have to. And whether it's uh, to find out how many players you've got to convince or, or not, I mean, they've got, to, they've got to take the temperature somehow. And it sounds like that's what they're doing. And and this the reason that is so significant is that it seems like each day we're hearing another little piece that's being put in place in order to lead back to what what a lot of people are hopeful that might happen. And we, we so we're not getting the whole puzzle together yet, but we're getting pieces in place. And so we'll see what happens over the next month or so. Well, Gordo, enjoy your evening, my friend, and I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. All right, uh, Jake, stay safe. Austin, same with you. And we wish all our listeners good health and uh, safety and sanity. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.